Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with an amazing guest, Sharon Hill. Uh, she is going to talk to us about the theme of her life, basically, which is ignorance on fire. And I love fire because it is so cleansing and it will take all of the stuff out of the way of your path. It just burns through everything. But before we get into this conversation, I'd like to remind you, actually, no, I'd like to invite you perhaps remind you of the former invitation to come and join me on Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, what I do is what I consider a sacred living lab. We work with you to help you tune into your inspiration, your divine guidance on a daily basis and really work through the practicalities of weaving your spiritual awakening into the fabric of your everyday life because it's not always easy and we've been taught that this stuff has to stay separate and the truth of the matter is it works so much better when it's all woven together so if you're interested in joining me and coming and playing with me on tuesday evenings you can go to bit.ly that's bit.ly slash spirit talks one s-p-i-r-i-t-t-a-l-k-s one and sign up to join me for a tuesday evening we usually play for about an hour and a half and I look forward to seeing you there. Oh, yes, cost to participate is $10. If you can't find the $10, uh, shoot me an email at askzofia at transformationspace.co, and uh, we can make arrangements. So that is Tuesday evenings, and I hope to see you soon. My guest today is Sharon Hill. She's a graduate of High Point University, where she received her bachelor's degree in business administration. While attending High Point, she ranked All-American in basketball and volleyball. She's married and the proud mother of 10, count them, 10 children, four girls, six boys. She went on to receive her MBA from Winston-Salem Winston State University and in her current role as a certified training specialist, Sharon was the first to bring face-to-face -face emotional intelligence classes to WSSU. She brings 15 years of training, management, and sales experience into her coaching practice called It's All About You Life Coaching. Sharon realized after attending a falling awake workshop that she was still unhappy, and the reason why is that she was ignoring herself. Now, at the age of 51, she's in full self-discovery mode of who she is and what makes her happy now. Welcome, Sharon. I'm so excited to have you here with me. Thank you so much for inviting me, and I'm happy to be here myself. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me a little bit uh, about what your life was like before you realized maybe you had been taught some things that weren't quite accurate growing up. Well, let's, uh, let's paint a picture. Imagine a teenage, uh, full-figured, uh, voluptuous 14-year-old girl. Imagine her being uh, very naive to the wiles of men. And she's taught, listen, go to school, 
make sure that you go get good grades, uh, get a degree, go to work, and provide for your family. And so guess what? I did just that. Okay, and, and it, how did that work <laughs> out for you? <laughs> well, I did not get a job in the degree that I spent so much, uh, that I had so much debt in getting. Mm -hmm. uh, I end up getting into uh, sales and some marketing and uh, being a part of some organizations that allowed me to uh, learn some things, but nothing in, in uh, what, I, what I really, really wanted to be in, which was to kind of get ready to start my own business. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then I am working in corporate America I realized very quickly uh, they're going to get all out of you that they can, and they're going to pay you for the least amount of money they can. That's and exactly it, right, and they are going <laughs> to wring it all out of you. And, yeah, I don't know about you, but I noticed there was a significant pay disparity between myself and many of my male coworkers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The male co-workers got paid more. Uh, they, they just seemed to seem like they had more leniency in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And it just took so much for me to climb the ladder and get into, you know, the executive suite, which is your vice president, your president, and, and to get to an income level that I needed to be able to assist my husband and I with providing for our family. Exactly. And what I quickly well, realized, I'm just tired. And and I have an ironic situation. I've spent many years climbing the ladder in corporate as well. And I got to the point where I was running data centers and I was, you know, hiring staff in and bringing people in. And the large percentage of people that I was bringing in to work for me actually made more than I did. Oh, my yeah, it's like, oh, my goodness. Now, part of it was, you know, that I had accelerated through the ranks really rapidly and they weren't set up to provide the sort of pay adjustments that mm -hmm. should have really been in place. But, yeah, it, it was a very interesting situation for several months there. <laughs> And you always tend to be the lowest paid person at the table. <laughs> yes, the and the it's a little yeah. bit frustrating. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. So with that, I was tired all the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't have enough time for my children. And I found myself getting consumed with trying to please my employer to get that raise. Mm -hmm. I was in the rat race. Yep. And well and truly trapped, right? Yes, ma'am. Very, very much so. Oh, my gosh. When I tell you, it just did not occur to me that I was just in this wheel of uh, nowhereness and that I did not have a destination. And the destination I even thought I was going to have, it did not appear because they were firing people who were getting ready to retire. Yes. And that that's the irony, right? Our our parents' generation, the generation before us, there were actually pensions at the end of this road, right? You could retire and you could collect those benefits and expect to be cared for for the rest of your life. And as much as those are available on paper now, they are practically unfeasible to acquire. Non-existent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that it's, it is there, but you will never reach it. 
And, yes. and then I, go ahead. And I also, um, you know, I found myself um, consumed with making money and buying houses and buying cars or materialistic things. Mm -hmm. I found myself getting consumed with trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Well, and I know for myself, retail therapy was like a real, like palpable thing, right? Because I would get through this 60, 70, 80 hour work week. Some of them were even more than that. Mm -hmm. And I'd, I'd come into Saturday and it just tired physically and emotionally and mentally. And then it was time for me to run the errands to take care of, you know, the needs of the family. And so I'd be out mm -hmm. there in the stores on Saturday and picking up the necessities of life. And then, well, this would be a nice little thing that would make me feel good. Or this would be a nice little thing that I think would be mm -hmm. lovely. And I've really earned that beautiful diamond, whatever it is, right? <laughs> Necklace, exactly. earrings, you know, I've got matching sets of stuff now. Uh, and now that just perpetuates the whole rat rice cycle because that money's got to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make it you happy did. for very long. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun in the moment. Don't get me wrong. I love my blingies. In fact, sparkle is my favorite color. <laughs> But I like my freedom <laughs> Diamonds more. are girl's best friend. <laughs> I didn't realize the power of freedom. I did not realize the power of freedom until I got a chance to experience it. But wow, I did not have a clue. Yeah, well, and you've, you've done some pretty serious earning in your life. I know a lot of people look at people who've, who've made it to the C-suite and those executive positions where you're up there, you know, brushing or exceeding the six figures. And they're like, oh, those people have got it made. Um, and I don't know if your experience is like mine, but those handcuffs are big and thick and burly and a little hard to get out of. Oh, absolutely. And not to mention, you're never on vacation. You're never, uh, there's no weekends. Your phone is tied to your ear. You all, there's always an emergency or fire to put out. And what I found was it, it was just me being totally consumed by that job. I mean, I never had, even if I was with my family and told them, listen, I'm going off grid. I don't, I, I don't call me. It's no, I'm not going to have my phone. Phone rings anyway. And because I was just so conditioned to, oh my God, there must be a fire and I got to answer it. I did not give myself the space to even say no to the ringer. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So we, I would have to answer for why I didn't answer the phone, even though they'd been told I, I'm with my mother who's having surgery. <laughs> you know, this sort of thing. They're, well, why didn't you answer your phone? Because I'm getting a root canal. <laughs> even if I answered that phone, I couldn't talk to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the electronic leash is a powerful thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I would go back to the days where we only had phones in the house any day. Whew, I didn't realize how much my cell phone actually controls my life, controlled my life before I actually understood, you know, that I'm in control of it, not technology or people or jobs and the fear of getting fired, you know, that fear of getting fired. Oh, my God. Goes away. How will I ever make money? 
So what kind of woke you up to the fact that something needed to change? Getting sick, um, really having a lot of anxiety. I literally had a meltdown, an anxiety meltdown at the job. Um, oh, my. Yeah, I was hyperventilating. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was having a heart attack. And it was just complete 100% anxiety. <gasps> and I didn't even realize I had exhausted my mind and my body such that to the point that my, my body just went into complete arrest. Mm. And that's what got my attention. That is super, super scary. It is. It really was for me. I, because I'm an athlete. I don't even know what it is to have a cold. You know, I go years without having the common cold. I'm used to being active. I'm used to, you know, doing what I need to do and, and, and making it happen. You know, that I got to make it happen type of thought. And never, ever did I think my body would just shut down on me and say, hey, nope, this is not going to happen. We're done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Figure something else out because mm -hmm. we're done. Because we're done. <laughs> Oh, so where did you go from there? Well, I had an experience uh, that changed my life. And I had the opportunity with working with a direct sales company and my director um, invited me to take a course called Falling Awake. Mm. And I love the title. Really and, intriguing title, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Falling awake. And I was like, what? But at the same time, I was my life was in such turmoil and disarray. I, she said, Sharon, I don't care what you have to do. I need you to put your butt in the seat. And I was like, I don't have the money. She was like, I don't care what you have to do. I need put you to your put your butt, butt in, the seat. in the seat. Yes. And she she just kept saying it. I kept saying, you don't understand. I don't have $450 to invest in myself right now. She said, Sharon, I don't care what you have to do. I need you to put your butt in the seat. And I'm going, okay. So then my mind, after I got through all my excuses and I realized it wouldn't work, and then my mind was like, okay, I had to figure out how to put my butt in the seat. And I did that. And it was a three-day course that helped me understand. Now, before, before we jump matter, over that, before we jump over that, once you understood you needed to make this happen, what lined up for you to allow this to happen? Because for many people, $450 is a really significant obstacle. And it is. So once I decided that I was going to be there, then I started calling family members and letting them know, listen, I need to be in a course and I need your support. And can you sponsor me? And I just called about 10 or 15 people that I knew cared about my success and my life. And I asked them that question. I didn't give them an amount, but I told them that I needed their support and they paid what they could. And I not only ended up with $450, I ended up with $700. Nice. But and what I learned that, that, is that allows you things like yeah. books and meals and right. housing if it's exactly. required, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so the universe gave me more than what I needed. All I had to do was ask. Mm, I had to have that. That to is ask. a huge gem right there. That is a huge gem because many people are hesitant to ask 
and I was one of these people for many, many years. I, oh, I don't want to put myself out there. You know, what if they need the money more than I need the money, blah, 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 blah. And I would take the decision away from them and not ask the question. And I've been shifted around that recently to realize that in not asking, I'm telling myself no. Mm. And mm, I'm no mm, longer mm. going to tell myself no. Other people have the prerogative to tell me no. I will let them exercise that prerogative if that's how they're called. Mm. But I'm going to give them the opportunity to say yes. Wow. And I'm going to ask. That's powerful. It is powerful. And I love that you asked. That is so awesome. So tell us about the course now. <laughs> well, this course was three full days, a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. The time was nine to nine for all three days. And what the, the, the course was designed to do was to help you uncover what your true core desires are and to figure out your worth to the world. I love that. And I'm going to pause you right here because I want to dig into that more, but we're coming up on our first break. So hold that thought and we will find out how you uncovered your core desires when we return from the break. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa. Hey Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with the wonderful and amazing Sharon Hill. And she was sharing with us how she got into a course called Falling Awake and what it did for her. So why don't you pick that back up for us, Sharon? 
It'd be my pleasure. Um, first of all, we had to have self-discovery. So we had to write down all the things that we were upset about or things that were just really agitating in our lives and th regrets. They also mm. talked about regrets. Let's write down everything you regret in life thus far. Let's write down all the stuff that absolutely, uh, you know, has you in disarray emotionally. Just put all that stuff. And we had to put one thing per index card. Mm. And once How many did, index cards did you end up using? <laughs> <laughs> I had 18. Okay. Well, you know, when you have a family of, 12 actually so the 10 children and you got the husband trust me i probably could have come up with more but time did not allow yeah <laughs> well and i love that they started with the pain points because mm -hmm. so often it's hard to know what you want it's much easier to know what you don't mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so once we did that and we did a dump on index cards and things of that nature uh, they sent us outside and everybody, there's a pail, there was like four or five pails of fire. And what we had to do is read it off and then throw it in the pan and decide to let it go. Okay. And that's so wonderfully simple, but not always so very easy. How did that go for you? Well, I held on to a few cards because you really had to authentically be willing to let it go. Mm. And so there was, you know, it wasn't just, oh, let me just throw this in. Let me throw it I'm down. just going to toss the whole pile in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, because she, you know, the expectation was when you came back in the room, even if you had some cards that you still wanted to hold on to, that was just fine. But you had to own that you're holding on to it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's the first real step is being completely honest with yourself. And that's what I never even understood what that meant until going through exercises that had me understand I was living a lie mm -hmm. and that I wasn't taking 100% responsibility for the outcomes in my life. And I spent a lot of time having resentment and blaming others oh, for sure. that life. Oh, wow. All right. So how did the weekend unfold for you? Well, the weekend unfolded with me being able to get complete with a lot of traumas that happened to me, you know, in a young age. Um, and I was able to write some letters uh, to those individuals. Some were dead. Some were still living. Uh, so that and, and basically that process was it was three letters that we had to write to that one person that heard us and we had to write everything we would want to say to them as if they were standing in front of us. Mm. And we did not be concerned with grammar, no concern with with anything other than getting it out. Yes, exactly. And, not what what would they right. think? What would your neighbor mm -hmm. think? Is that a nice thing to say or not? No, right. just say it. Just say it. And we had to burn those letters after we read them. And on the third letter, Zephoria Renee, I don't know what power took over, but there was such a light uh, feeling of I'm free that happened on the third letter to where I was even writing forgiveness. I was writing 
you know, in a very more empowering way other than victim. Mm. And that wasn't something I expected to happen, just to be quite honest. Yeah. Because well, I expected if to say it and still wallow in it. Yeah. If you've been <laughs> wallowing in victim for a while, it, it seems kind of endless and eventually almost an identity, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I discovered that, uh-oh, wait a minute, you mean that things have happened to me and then I chose how I wanted to react to it and then I lived the rest of my life out of that context. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. So you mean I can just choose to forgive mm-hmm. and I can choose the life I want. Absolutely. And forgiveness is the key that lets you out of that victim trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why they said falling away, because you had a lot of stuff you had to fall and trip over and discover that you didn't know what's going on yeah. within you. <laughs> oh, amen. And a lot of us are, are not comfortable with what's inside of us. That's part of the reason in the U.S., at least, that there is so much stuff going on. If, if it's not that you're at work and doing stuff, stuff or hauling the kids around, then you're sitting in front of the TV and, and absorbing what's happening there or surfing on the computer. But, I mean, every second has to be filled. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because totally if agree. it's not, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, so how, the, how did you enjoy that new internal environment? Oh, I was scared. Like, I, I didn't know who to be. Because all of a sudden, I had this Sharon equals, but Sharon equals her kids, Sharon equals her husband, Sharon equals her job. Sharon all that equals stuff what happened to her as a child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all that uh, Sharon equals her trauma. Sharon equals who her, you know, it was all of that that I no longer had to hang on to. And if I did, I had to own it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, who am I now? And who did you discover you were? Well, I discovered they gave us an exercise to have us manifest something while we were in the workshop. Ah, oh, and that's fun. Yes, because you don't really think about it, that we actually, as human beings, do some of it, but by accident. So Unintentionally we were, and subconsciously. Yeah, yep. Yes, and then when they started to show us, uh, you know, hey, here's, here's just a little simple thing I want you to do. Just think about something that you want, and let's just see if you can manifest it. And if she said, make it simple, you know, just mm-hmm. make it simple and see if you can manifest it. And then she, they walked us through, you know, heightening up your energy about it and visualizing and acting as if you already have it and what that feeling feels like and see how long you can stay there. And I promise you, at the end, I'm thinking, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so, so did you decide to participate in this experiment? Uh, very reluctantly, but I did. Okay. Because I started seeing set, people. <laughs> what, what did you set your goal on? I, I just wanted a cup of coffee. Okay. I didn't want to go get it. 
I just wanted a cup of coffee. And I said, you know, nobody's going to get me a cup of coffee if they don't know I want a cup of coffee. I said, okay, well, let me just let me just play with the exercise. Let me just do it. Let me just act as if I'm drinking it, how it tastes. Let me feel it. Let me just act as if somebody actually just brought me a cup of coffee. And so uh, I think it was almost over. Like it was 6 o'clock on the Sunday. So this, this time it's almost over, and I still haven't manifested this cup of coffee. And you couldn't tell anybody what you're trying to manifest. Right. And I'm going, yeah, you know, because that's cheating. Work. It does not <laughs> work. And so I'm sitting there and we're getting, we're finishing up some other exercises and we're getting ready to go, right? I'm grabbing my coat because this is, this is the winter time. Mm-hmm. I'm grabbing my coat and I'm like, this mess does not work, right? Mm-hmm. It's and official. So, <laughs> some of this other stuff is cool, but this manifesting stuff is crap. It's <laughs> crap. And what happened was literally um, there was a, a lady who was, um, I guess she was cleaning, you know, trying to uh, remove all the stuff and this, that, and the other. And um, I'm, I'm not paying attention because I'm, I'm really talking to another participant and we're walking out the door. And she says, excuse me, ladies, do you, would you guys love a cup of coffee? <gasps> I'm going, what just happened, Jesus? <laughs> like, did she just love me a cup of coffee? And I said, yes. Thank you. And I enjoyed that cup of coffee like I had experienced it in my mind. And I was so elated that it happened. I was like, is she offered me a cup of coffee? Y'all don't understand she and people are looking at me like, uh, are you okay? I was like, no, y'all don't understand. This is what I was trying to manifest, a cup of coffee. And she offered me a cup of coffee. And then the whole room is clapping then. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so then I was practicing manifesting things that I wanted. Uh-huh. And so I manifested a $400,000 home. Nice. Well, and, and you need one that size if you've got 10 kids. Yeah, exactly. But here's what I didn't get. I didn't get that you could manifest and what you manifest and how much it costs and how heavy it is, or whatever we put in our mind that's hard, mm-hmm. quote unquote, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I went, to, I found a dream home that I wanted. It was empty for two years, but every day I would just get up, go to my dream home, then go to work. At lunchtime, I'd leave my job, go get some lunch and eat in the driveway of my dream home. Then i get off work, I would leave, and I would go home. And I would, uh, not, not to my home, but to my dream home. And oh, your, it, your soon-to-be home, right? Yeah, my <laughs> soon-to-be home, right? And so I did this, listen, Zephora Renee, I did this every single day for two years. Every single day for two years. And how did you get through two years of it hasn't happened yet? Because this is what I get a lot with people who are learning to manifest. They're like, but it's been three months. It's been mm-hmm. six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I spent two years trying to prove it wrong. Oh, and, and so I would 
and every person that I would call would kept saying, Sharon, that's your house. Didn't you say that's your house? I said, yeah, well, that's your house then. What are you waiting on? Go see your house. And I had people around me that wouldn't let me off the hook, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> Those little yeah, 10 pieces, you I took the kids. and now you're being held to it. Yes. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. the kids are like, uh-uh, mama, that's our house. I need you to get up. Come on. We got to go. <laughs> Let's go get that thing. <laughs> So I had some little cheerleaders because I was like, when you take them to see it and then you say, this is the house I'm going to manifest. Here's my process and here's what I need. So I had to set some boundaries in place for when I got chicken, for when I started doubting, for when I just had complete disbelief. I had to have some people that I said to them, if I try to back out of manifesting this house, I am giving you permission to get in my behind. Yes, call me out on my bullshit. Yes, call <laughs> yes. me on this crap. And you're not going to believe this when I tell you, but it is nothing but the truth when I tell you this. At my job, my boss comes past my desk and she says, Sharon, I need to see you in my office, please. And I'm uh-oh. going, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> That's the first reaction to that one. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like she wasn't smiling or nothing would happen. Mm, so I'm going shit. in the office and I'm like, oh Lord. And I sit down and she says, Sharon, I did something and uh, I'm hoping that you're not offended or that you, I hope you'll do it. And I was like, okay, what'd you do? She said, well, I volunteered you for a culture committee and we're trying to change the culture and I want you to get in there because you have great ideas and I think you have the right positive energy to be able to help us, you know, raise the morale in our business. I was like, oh, that's it? Oh, I got you. I'm oh, like, okay. me. Not, you had me scared. I thought this was going to be bad. <laughs> I was like, no, that's it? Mm-mm, I got you. Where's the meeting? So I went to the meeting and they were talking about how, you know, anytime you got a team build and we got to get morale up. And I said, well, let's do big brothers, big sisters. Long story short, Zephoria. Zophoria Renee? Zophia. Zophia Renee. I'm trying to give you a different name. <laughs> Zophia Renee. Long story short, the president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters was the owner of the house that I have been going to see. No he sold it to shit. me at what he owed on it. <gasps> and I closed on the house that second year. Oh, look at that. It's amazing how your God squad will pull these things together and will line it all up. There's no way I could have anticipated that happening. There's no way even in my mind I could have said, oh, yeah, you're going to go on a culture committee. You're going to come up with the idea of Big Brothers, Big Sisters. You're going to meet the president and CEO because the lady who he was going to send uh, she was out pregnant, so he had to come himself. Yeah, no, <laughs> not not any kind of a, a series of events that one could anticipate or plan on. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's when I knew that I am more powerful than I even know. That actually waking up in this world causes a ripple effect because of the energy I bring to the table. Mm-mm. And I never ever had that thought before I fell awake. (laughs) (laughs) So let's kind of 
ground it for the people here. Let's, let's really bring it into like things people can put their hands around, right? Because being awake sounds fabulous, but what does it really mean? So how were you approaching life? What was driving you before you went and realized that you're so much more than just a little person in a body. But before you answer that, we have to take a really quick break here. I'd like to invite all of you out there in listener land to think about how you approach these things. And we will be right back for the answer to this question. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm here with Sharon Hill, and she is about to answer for us the question to how her approach to life changed from before she realized that she was so much more than a little person out of body to after she realized this. So Sharon, fill us in. Well, what was driving me back then was, you know, trying to uh, beat the world of judgment. And to, you know, be liked and to, you know, be respected and to try to please people, be that people pleaser. And that would that consumed my whole entire life. And then what I realized was I don't have to try to do anything. I don't have to try to be anyone. What I need to look at and try to, you know, always look at and see what does, what lights me up, what gives me joy and do that. And when I do that, everything else works itself out. Oh, that sounds so wonderful. 
And you know what? It is, in fact, a reality. But many people who've not crossed that barrier are like, this is some kind of a weird, like, dream world she's talking about. <laughs> um, what do you have to say to people who are like, oh, that can't possibly be true? Well, I can say this. Have you ever thought about somebody and then they call you? Have you ever um, went to a place and it just feels like you've been there before? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, uh, half of the stuff that we have worried about, I'm not even half, 99.9% of the things we fear and that we worry about, when it happens and we go through it, we realize, you know, I was wasting time and energy and none of that stuff happened that was in my head. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, I read a fair amount of like Sean Aker's work and he said one thing that has stuck with me. Um, because he looks at like happiness and, and pessimism versus optimism and this sort of thing. And he says, anytime you're talking about something in the future, you're actually lying in some ways because there, there's no, uh, what do I want to say? There's no guarantee that that's going to happen. So since anything you talk about in the future uh, is in effect a lie, why not lie to yourself in a way that is supportive, that helps you to move forward, and that improves your situation instead of lying to yourself about things that would make your situation worse, drive you down, or, or make exactly. you feel badly about yourself? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And ever since I read that, I'm like, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> why do I want to fill my head with crap? That's going to get me down when I can fill my head with stuff that's going to pull me forward. Yeah, and it's if all we're make it up, valid. So let's make it up. Yeah, Good. <laughs> let's write the story I want to have. <laughs> so now that you've gone through this process of realizing that you're part of a bigger web and that you are far more powerful than you originally thought that you were, what are what are your drivers now? How has that shifted for you? What gets you out of bed now? What gets me out of bed now is being able to contribute to others and knowing that I can contribute to them even if they're not in the same room with me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that, you know, energy travels and energy can be felt. Emotions can be felt. I can get on the phone with you and you can hear the sound of my voice and you'll be like, what? What's wrong? Like, something's wrong. Like you feel it. Yes, uh, even if real. even if you're putting on some kind of a front that oh yeah everything's fine oh no it's, it's no under it's there. not yeah <laughs> and if we just trust those little niggles trust the gut and trust that you can help and serve people you just have to trust yourself to whatever you're feeling that's the truth so mm. many times we know when people are lying to us but we don't own it. Yeah. You don't say, you know what, that doesn't sound like it's the whole complete truth. And I want you to try again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and sometimes like you'll, you'll be going into a deal or something and you'll get this little niggle that is a, like, don't do it, mm-hmm. but there's no logical reason to not do it. And so you press forward, right? 
And it turns out you should not have done it, right? <laughs> this absolutely. Is oh, my gosh, yes. Absolutely how that tends to play out. Yeah. And so it's important to, to listen to those little messages. And it takes practice because we're taught to ignore them. Mm-hmm. And we're built so wonderfully. When I tell you we're built wonderfully, we can heal ourselves. I mean, something as powerful as a liquid water going into our bodies can assist us with healing and rejuvenating. And, it, you know, we were fantastically made. Well, sometimes we just don't trust that. You know, it's almost like we, we feel like we were made an accident in the world. Mm. And, uh, well, everything we're, we're we frequently read, told we're an accident in the world, right? Some agree. of us very literally, right? Yes, yeah. your parents say, you know, what, how, did, how did you, oh, no, you were an accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> we didn't, oh, plan to have we didn't you. want you. You just kind of showed up <laughs> at the wrong time. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so true. That is so true, I tell you. And it's just a matter of um, trusting, trusting you. And, and you know, I, I talk to people all the time about holding their integrity with themselves. Mm. We hold integrity with everyone else but ourselves. It's, it's harder in a lot of ways. And I've found if I want to really enforce my integrity with myself, I have to speak it out into the world so everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Accountability. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I, when I needed to lose 35 pounds, I literally told everyone everybody in my world if you were the cashier or the or the gas station attendant you knew <laughs> this wow. lady's taken 35 pounds off of her frame <laughs> don't offer her no sweets or no there desserts you there you go and sometimes we don't even take time to set up those boundaries to when we know we we have a hard time holding our integrity with ourselves you got to put some boundaries in place if you fall off, if you just like you know, I'm gonna go ahead and eat this eat this donut. I remember, <laughs> I remember my mom. She was uh, wanting to lose weight, and uh, but she told me, you know, I, I've got to if if I don't lose this weight, I can't have this knee surgery, and she needs to have it bad, like she's walking on a cane. Yeah. And so, but then she asked one of my kids to go bring her some chips. Oh. And, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, no, sir, you're not gonna get that for her, but you can bring her some fruit. And she's like, how are you going to tell me what to do? I said, because you told me you have to lose 20 pounds to have this surgery. And those chips aren't going to get you there. That's right. If if you have an apple (laughs) and maybe a little bit of nut butter, (laughs) you're getting there faster. There you go. But I tell you, when you do, when you tell people, they are in your corner. They're going to help you. They will help you. And you can be like, you might not feel good because you have to get told no, but you know well, what? And they might help you despite you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And that's key. Yeah, absolutely. So I know when you make a shift like this, a lot of times you'll get pushback from people in your life. Did you mm-hmm. have some reaction to the new way you were approaching the world? 
Absolutely. People, I was a tyrant as a parent. I was hollering, screaming, cussing, fussing uh, before I had, you know, an epiphany. And then when they would do things and then I would almost smile, watch it like it was TV. And they're like, "Uh oh, she really mad because she ain't saying that. (laughs) (laughs) She's so mad. She don't know what to tell us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, Mom, is there anything else we can do? We cleaned our room. We cleaned up the kitchen. We went out there and washed your car. Is there anything else you need? I'm like, hmm. No, I think that'll get it done. <laughs> wow, that that the opposite, being silent and them not knowing what's on my mind actually had them do more than <laughs> me ranting and raving and cussing and fussing. And isn't that a beautiful thing? I love that. And I was stress-free. My blood pressure didn't go up. And I I believe you made a little bit of a shift or the beginnings of a shift out of the corporate world. So talk to us a little bit about becoming a life coach. I did because what I experienced in falling awake, I knew right then, right there, I wanted to do that for people for the rest of my life. It it just like lit me up. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And so then I went to training, I got certified, and then all of a sudden I was in, you know, I got a business coach that talked about my ideal client, and then I figured out, you know, ignorance on fire again. It's like you go in business. Oh, I can coach anything, <laughs> anybody, do whatever. Bring it all like, oh, on. No. I take all topics. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't market very well. <laughs> it does not. And if it does, you're in trouble because you're gonna weigh yourself out. So, so what I'm, what have you what have you narrowed in on is like the top things that you work pe- with people on. So I've had three marriages. I'm on my third, and it is the most wonderful marriage. And I've learned a lot. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. And I I'm, love that you learned from the first two. Yeah. So right now, my my love and my passion is bringing families, especially marriages, back to the forefront again. There used to be a time when women used to dream about getting married. Now, if you mention the word married, they run around the corner, up the street, hide behind the bush or something, and then be looking over the bush talking about, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want any of that mess because I've seen what it did to my mother and my grandmother. <laughs> And so I have, you know, developed some courses for the husband and for the wife and for the married couples that allow them to be able to self-discover like I did in falling awake. And I, I wanted them to be in relationship, bring the fire back in their marriage and get back to the days when they didn't know each other because really they don't. They just don't know they don't. Well, and isn't that the truth? We we just kind of live in the same house and parent the same children sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> and what I'm realizing is that that's the key. That's the key to get that to bring. It's almost like make marriage great again. There you go. <laughs> that nucleus really does support the children. It supports, you know, each other, the husband and the wife, and it supports our our wonderful community. Mm. And so what are kind of the top three topics that couples bring to you? Uh, Infidelity. Mm. Financial issues. Mm -hmm. And trust after 
the end. Oh, Jesus, yes, because it is really hard mm -hmm. after there's been a betrayal to rebuild that trust relationship, which is why mm -hmm. so many marriages just blow apart after an infidelity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are the top three right now. All right. Well, I love that. And we're getting down to the end of our time here. So if you would like to get in touch with Sharon Hill, you can go out to SovereignSelf.media on the speaker guest page, and we will have all the information there for you to engage with her. If you've had infidelity in your life, if you'd like to improve your marriage, or if there are trust issues, or any other aspect of making your marriage what it what it can be, what you dreamed it could be, uh, that is the place to go and find that to be able to reach out to her. Thank you so much for joining me in the conversation today, Sharon. Well, I wanted to let you know, Zofia Renee, your work in this space is a huge contribution to the world because you're allowing people to rediscover themselves. You're allowing people to get information they may or may not be exposed to. You're allowing us to get back to our true self and get unplugged from what we've been conditioned, which keeps us small and keeps us playing small. But by you allowing this conversation to happen, by you allowing people to come on your show and, and show and be an example of self-discovery, it allows people to say, you know what, if she or he can do it, I, I can do it too. Like, I can really be happy. Like, happiness is possible. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being the conduit to self-discovery. Well, thank you so much. I, I gratefully received that. And that's been part of my practice recently is learning to receive. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank everyone out there for joining us. If you would like to connect with me on Tuesday evenings for a Sacred Living Lab, uh, you can go out to bit.ly slash spirit talks one. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-P-I-R-I-T-T-A-L-K-S numeric one. $10. Come play with us for an hour and a half on Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here.